wisdom And here comes the truth And here comes your favorite podcast Always still made for you Been disc golfing like crazy I set a personal best today for myself Have you bought gear? I just bought like a starter Like my friend is like a kind of He's like a He's not a rep because there's literally nobody in town to sell, but he's kind of sponsored. So he sells like little starter kits. So I bought one for like 70 bucks. What kind of equipment? Shoulder pads? Like what? <laughs> no, just some different discs. There's like, there's some that like. Oh, short range, long range? Like seriously? Well, there's ones that are like really heavy, basically. Uh, and those are good for like like putting, you know, like short ones because they just kind of, they don't go anywhere. They kind of, the wind doesn't really mess them up. And then there's just like, the only thing that matters is like, is it heavy or is it light? And then does it have a big lip on the underneath or does it have like almost no lip on the underneath? Those are the only things that really matter. Like, I don't know the difference yet. I'm not good enough to, to, it makes really no difference. I can go with two or three discs and be fine. I have six, I think, or seven. I only use two really ever though. Um, Yeah, afraid of using the driver. But, uh... Yeah, like there's there is there's some that like so when you throw your backhand, it always curves kind of to the left at the end, and if you throw your forehand, it kind of always curves to the right. And I guess some of those discs like flip it, so you could throw a forehand and still curve to the right if you do it right. But I oh mean, that's cool, that's cool. But I wouldn't know how to do that because I guess it flips yeah. in the air or something, and then it turns on itself. But yeah, no. If, yeah, you got to bring your sticks down here. There's a park i've been spending a ton of time in it's got a course and it looks pretty tough a disc golf course yeah you're going through trees isn't there a big tournament in your neck of the woods like this weekend or something not that i know of oh i think there's a sanctioned disc golf tournament in like winkler or something Mm. yeah no it's a big deal yeah so i think it's i think there's a real good course there I've been yeah the course that I've been at I've just been walking because my younger guy has been back at daycare a few times mm-hmm. training him up again it'll be full time next week but they were secretly giving him naps and it was oh, just destroying secret. me yeah he hasn't that's, done that in a long time and that's then he why was coming he was up. yeah so you take him for a walk to tire him out yeah well. One night I couldn't get him to sleep and I was so mad that I was up until three. Ooh. And then at three thirty he started running around. He was awake and jumping on everybody and just flat buzzing. Banadrill, man. So then that day when I went and picked him up, I was like, he can't. He had been I get that he was t- dead tired because he was up at three thirty. I was like, he cannot nap. Yep. That never happens again, or, or you're dead. Because he only because sl- I had only slept thirty minutes, and then I picked him up, and they're like, "No, we're sorry. He, someone didn't get the message, so he had a nine, two hour nap." And you're so paying them for like, your kid to nap for two hours, just so like that he can be wake you up and ruin your life yeah. all night. Yeah, <laughs> so just like, well, that's good. Went home, watched a quick show, and then out to the park until dark. Mm-hmm. He likes looking for the different holes for ring for frisbee golf. So yeah. walked the course a few times. Oh, get him a disc. Yeah, it's fun. It's at fun. least I like, got him. Yeah, 
it's at not least that's what I've realized I have to do to make him sleep is just grind him into dust. Yep. Like, okay, let's go to a park until you can't move. Yep. Let him go. Yeah. So I might yep. be making him too strong though. I think that's the problem. <laughs> that's the thing that I do. Keep them moving, but then they get used to it. No, it's a good thing to be. It's a good thing to have endurance. Mm-hmm. So, but no, just no, fun, cheap, easy. It, it's super chill. I go at lunchtime sometimes if I'm like working. I'll just pop out for an hour and go and do around. Because you have the place to yourself, you never have to wait. You never have to do anything. You know, it's not like real golf where you have to like. Half of golf is standing around. It's not actually... You spend way more time not golfing when you're golfing than you do golfing, you know? It's, I don't like that. And I don't like the price, so this is this is great. I beat my best by three strokes, which was a huge deal. So that was pretty exciting. My goal was 75 right. this year, and I hit a 73, which was pretty good. Not bad. But not even comparable to the people who really play. Like, the, the good guys in town? Like, yeah, no... Different level. Yeah. I don't think this is the end of this story. <laughs> and it gets serious. Uh, we'll see in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd have to learn how to like bomb. Does anyone, driver. does anyone wear clothes for it? Well, the one guy who's really good is like jacked and like practices. So like, you wear golf clothes? Uh, no, he wears like fitness, like bodybuilder clothes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like kind of like he's jacked Mm -hmm. and he's obsessed with disc golf and he like practices constantly. So you can imagine how good he gets. Mm -hmm. And our course is like super hard because it's through tons of trees. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's, I think he could go anywhere and do pretty good. Um, But, and we're even, I'm I'm even buying a basket because like you have to donate or buy them or whatever. So I'm going to get the, Mm -hmm the music place mm-hmm. that we play at to give them enough money for one basket. <laughs> That's where right. you th- throw it in. That's the hole. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you have you ever seen one Carter? No. no. Do, okay. do they all have the chains? Yeah. Well, right now we don't have a full set yet, but we're getting there. Um, so we have things you have to hit that are the same size. And if you touch them, it counts. <laughs> uh, but, but so they were golfing somewhere. I can't remember where, but there was this European lady in the park having like a picnic and she's like, what are what are these metal things? And uh, he's like, well, they're for disc golf. And she's like, oh, I thought they were like deer traps or something. Deer like, you feed the deer and they get their antlers stuck in there and then you come and okay. kill them. I was like, okay, that's actually a pretty good idea. Like, because if I ever saw one, I would have no idea what it was. Like until I played it, I had no idea what those things were. I, I thought they were some kind of bird cage or some kind of <laughs> play structure for kids. I had no clue because they look like these weird chain bucket things i don't know they're weird <laughs> yeah this is definitely not the last of it is it no, no. you're all in i'm hooked i did two rounds today so how long does it take <laughs> the story right? keeps changing yeah like, oh, i bought a cheap set well no oh, but i bought I'm not a bucket good. <laughs> oh <laughs> bucket. oh i'm president of the club oh, oh okay. i'm streaming yeah, no. my rounds i started a youtube channel <laughs> No, it but does I, look like something you you trap a deer in like that, like feeding and then getting the answers. Wow, that's exactly what it is. I did borrow would be some really equipment good for the guys. Co- yeah. for, for the guys to, um, they want to film their shots. The two good guys, 
they're like what, oh, to film their form and stuff but i was like here <laughs> take this take this I'm not doing that because I look. Oh, I thought I, you were doing. No, I you were no, no. Already, and... <laughs> like I can't explain how different I play than them. Like they do running starts and like I, oh, I, no. I, refuse, I refuse to run. I refuse to even take a step because I think it would. Like I'm not there yet. I've got to get just smooth and then maybe add a step. Because the uh, I I'm not exaggerating this. Like if you just stood with a frisbee with a disc and you just casually threw it kind of low to the ground and gave it a little, and you're like, I'm just going to snap my wrist. And you just went, Phew! and then you ran five feet and threw it as hard as you could. Right now for me, the difference is maybe like six yards. <laughs> so it's really not about power. It's about technique at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's no difference whether I run or not. I've got to get way more smooth. And then there's this one old dude that comes out and his like back is broken and his legs are like broken and he just had double pneumonia. He thought it was COVID, but it wasn't. And uh, he's just in rough shape, but he can roll. Well, he can't drive, but you put him like 70 yards from a bucket or a hole (laughs) and that guy can like put it within a foot. Like he like, he is like, one with the disc like he got no distance no drive but he could curve it's just he's just like some dude who was born with a frisbee who does like trick shots like he's just like so comfortable and even the really good players like have nothing on him from close <laughs> like he's he's just and it's funny to watch him because he's just so like i don't know it'd be like a guy who never misses a shot in basketball you know he's not that good but if he gets the ball it's going mm-hmm. in you know Okay, we gotta change the subject. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the worst. One more thing before we go, Trevor. This might just be before you pass out. Mm-hmm. You think this could work? I work for HBO. I just finished a detective book. I think it should be the next season of True Detective. Let me give you the story. Think. Tell me if you think it's too much. It's a woman working for the Navy. Okay. But she secretly has it. They secretly have time travel technology so you can go forward in time to check stuff out. So you go to a potential future, like a quantum one. So there's a murder that's weird stuff, seems to be involving the same Navy group that does this stuff. Mm-hmm. So she goes into the future 20 years and chats with the people who were doing the investigation. But nobody in the future is real, it's just a potential. Okay, so there's no. And then she has to. She lives there for a year and then goes back to the real world. So she gets in relationships with people, but then it's traveling back and. Forth. Do you think that could hit some true detective? True so detective with her up time about? travel. Mm-hmm. Do you think mm-hmm. that's too? Make it its own show. I don't know if the true detective brand, brand. means anything now. I know the yeah. The writer's gone, but I just the whole time reading it was like, yeah, this could. What was it called? Gone World. It was good, but the idea was really good. Almost the main character, she almost just seemed so helpless a lot of the time. It's never just happening. She's just kind of useless and sad. But sometimes really awesome, so 
I don't know, I guess I'd recommend it, but it just had a really good future idea. Like, the lore was amazing. I think it could work. Future time travel in a hypothetical yeah. world. Yeah. Interview. And then you have to be careful because if anybody knows that she has to be suspicious of people if they know she's time traveling. If Do she they goes know back that, she that can world. Time travel? A few people in her group do, so yeah, those versions know that they're just helping her out, and when she goes back, they won't exist anymore. And then you have to look out because if other people know, then they'll try and trap you. Wait, so if you're being interviewed <laughs> in the future and you know she's leaving, you know you won't exist anymore. Yeah. So you want to keep her there? <laughs> that's a yeah. That's oh, that's bird. that's good. It does even involve child murder, so. Well, then HBO can't have true it. Detail. So some true detail, yeah. I actually watched an hour of Hamilton yesterday. Jesus, how could you possibly? It's two okay. hours and 40 minutes. And, you know, the first 20 minutes, like, in the, the like the big songs happen, and I'm like, oof, this is kind of cheesy. Do you want to watch it? Yeah. It's ever you know, it's all you hear about the last like oh, four yeah, years. Centrist Carter, yeah. Is it <laughs> <laughs> Centrist Carter is real. <laughs> you are you go I'm with Joe Biden. Carter Why is this Kanye West running for president getting such traction? Just ignore the guy, man. He announced he's running for president like three hours ago. So? Well he won't even be on the ticket. No. He's just talking. He's crazy. He's just talking. Like Hulk Hogan's running for president, or like before Trump said he was going to run for president. Like he's without a party. He's not going to run. Yeah, but he wants to ruin Joe Biden. Oh, I think he'll. Well, yeah, never mind. He'll get the black vote there. Yeah, he wants to screw Joe Biden over so Trump can win. Yeah. A good point. But Carter, you won't put up with that kind of malarkey, will you? No, no. I mean, this is a no malarkey. Zone. We should put a no malarkey sticker on your vehicle, Carter. <laughs> but so while I thought the first twenty minutes was kind of cheesy and stuff, I, I I've I've enjoyed it. Hamilton actually kind of it's pretty good. I'd say it's a top. It's it's a good musical so far. Uh, decent, like maybe the fifth best or, best or something. But what I want to hear more than anything is like a Dauphin High School rendition of it. <laughs> oh. Oh, it that'd be, be cringe. You, you know how many, how little people, how many people who think that they can like, there's a lot less rapping than I thought. Uh, but you know how little people can rap, in, especially in high school? Like I, for for as white as I am, I will say that, that I have a decent flow and recorded. Uh, I actually have quit. Yeah, the, the, the second verse of one of my songs off 8-Bit Summer, it's pretty, pretty, pretty the spitting hot fire, if you will. <laughs> but, but like, Joel, like, I'd get him on to, and he couldn't really do it. And Willie, me and him tried to make a rap album, and he, for all his listening to rap, couldn't do it at all. And, like, it would be so rough and funny. Because it's not, like, regular like oh this is ice cube this is like you know it's pretty it's got a flow like a, a yeah it's, to it's, it. it's a little difficult it's a little bit more difficult it's a little more unnatural you know and that's the big weakness of the show 
Uh, and I was like, is this just me? And because I thought this is, you know, perfectly celebrated. But then I saw some comments and I was like, oh, good. It's not just me. Uh, there's a big weak point in the show. And that is uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. He's compared to the rest of the cast. Not good. <laughs> oh, really? Like he's because I never heard this before, but I'm watching him like, is it just me? Or does he kind of suck? <laughs> like he he's good enough, you know, uh, but then reading comments is. Uh, like the rest of the cast is real good, um, and everyone's sort of like, yeah, you know, he's the weak point, but it's his show, so he's gonna make himself the star. And oh, this is like show- me and every band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he deserves to, and uh, the show's gotten technically and proficiently better since he's left. But at the same time, you know, if he had to see someone in the role, he'd probably want to see Lynn. It's his show, right? So, yeah. um, but yeah, if you want to see on a pure technical level, it's it's better without him. If he was yeah, selfless, he would just get somebody better to do it. Yeah, I guess so. But I've never known anybody involved in like musical theater that is a selfless <laughs> as a selfless human. Yeah, it's yeah. like the worst of the worst. Like a lot of people are dancing, he's not dancing. You know. And it's just his his voice compared to you know you put yourself on stage as some very talented individuals and Ooh, with Broadway caliber singers come on yeah I know Lynn's good but he's getting blown off the stage by like the guy who plays Burr and stuff like that like for Washington they just have a good stage presence too while he's sort of short you know and <laughs> <laughs> comparatively. Like, who's the squirt out there? You know, kind of. Well, Tom Cruise still, comes running out there. Yeah, but there's no no fancy shots or platform shoes. Should I watch <laughs> it? What? Should I watch this? I, I think so. I think so. Okay, I'll Give it at least it. an hour, though. Don't. Uh, don't uh, well, I'll watch the whole thing. We'll watch the whole thing. Because I, I, I was like, oh, this isn't good after 20. And I knew, I knew what the songs were like that, the big songs ahead of time. I was like, this is taking itself too seriously. It's not good. But once, once you see more interplay and the, the themes of the music, I, uh, you know, uh, Oh, geez, it starts with an R, uh, like a reprise, you know, of the sister song at the start. No, that's about 40 minutes. in. yeah, I didn't know that they existed, but they're pretty good. I had to do like a Broadway night here once and there was like four songs from Hamilton. So I know them all, but I don't know anything about the musical. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess there was a cast recording, but I don't know. I didn't listen On the to side it. note, some guitar players mm-hmm. in, in old school hip hop are amazing. Old school hip hop. Like, like nineties, like some of like the, like the players on like Dre and Snoop's records, mm-hmm. like the funk guitar players. Wouldn't that just be sample? Oh, I think there's people playing. They had musicians. Because you could get away with sampling and not uh, paying royalties back. And like Paul's Boutique by Beastie Boys has like 600 samples in it or something. And they couldn't have been done nowadays. We've been on a bit of a kick on our uh, group chat about sharing terrible, almost good 80s band music lately. Oh, dollar in my pocket. Okay, what's the story with this? This guy is 
related to somebody you know? Kodiak man. So and I I know the singer's name was Jan Eck or Jan Eck or whatever, right? Oh, seriously? Yeah. And then you yeah, said it, was, it and I was like, "Oh my god, that make his lot." So yeah, Cody's dad I worked with at Safeway. He was the baker. And his brother was the singer of what's the band called? The Big, Big House. House. Big House. That's right. Oh. That was like one of those there's so many of those like I think my favorite genre of like sad music is like 91, 92, 93 people who were still trying to start hair bands right when grunge came out and they put their whole life into it. And then grunge. too late. Yeah. Yes. And like some of them were good. But the, the my favorite thing about this whole thing about looking at these bands in like 91, 92, 93 is the comments on YouTube are always some neckbeard 80s guy being like, these guys should have been bigger. Like every band you could name. You could Google I think them. That's find, every band. Yeah, I think find that's some every obscure band video, and they'll go. These guys should have been bigger, man. Should have been bigger. These big house should have not been bigger, though. I'm just gonna. I did. I did a little searching on a uh, big house. So before they were at big house in an '80s band, they were like a hard punk band. They were called Down Syndrome for like ten years, <laughs> and then switched their name to Big House and became an '80s band. <laughs> and I don't know what to make of this anymore. This is- some of the weirdest lyrics too. Hey, come along. I got a dollar in my pocket for you. Hey, come along. <laughs> and you can have it if you want. Yeah, it's it. about and that's just coming basically- from memory. I didn't I didn't actually click the link. Like I know that. Like, it's well. basically buying sex, right? That's I know. For a dollar. But it was trying to be kind of like Guns N' Roses-y and like, that song's actually pretty good. Their other song. The riff is good. Do, 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 do. Yeah, but anybody could do that. That's just every cheesy 80s guitar fill. But you know how when Vince Neil sings Shout at the Devil and he can't, and he can't sing it anymore. Right? So that's how this guy sings all the time. And like the verses, like in the choruses, he sings like, you know, Ooh, yeah, I'm low. he's like in the lower range. But when he gets into the verses, mm-hmm. oh, it's so good. Huh? What's the <laughs> it's singing is so good. I got to think of how the verse goes. It's like he can't sing any of the notes that he's singing, but he's still going as hard as he can. And then they somehow are the notes. But it's like basically like 50, 60 year old overweight Vince Neil. But this is like a 20 year old guy. And like I, I literally woke up one morning laughing, and Lisa's like, "What are you laughing at?" I was like, "I've got this song stuck <laughs> in my head, and this guy is so good at singing Aww. bad." And she's like, "What do you?" I'm like, "I'm gonna play it for you." She's like, "I don't want to hear it." And I'm like, "I've got to play it for you." And I played it, and I like walked around the house for two days singing the verses of "Oh No," of "Dollar in My Pocket," but he's just like, "It's like that's like his whole voice for all the verses." And it's just like, (laughs) I got to find the song because it's so incredible how like he should not be singing these songs. And he's like their lead singer. And uh, who was the other terrible band we sent, Carter? Slaughter. Slaughter's Slaughter's not a terrible band. But then Warren, Uncle Tom's Cannabis and Poison Stand. Oh, Ozzy Perry Mason. Okay. Megadeth Sweating Bullets. (laughs) Ugh. What about Slick Toxic? 
Oh, by hell of a time. Yeah. See, that's another Ooh, band that, if that you was look bad. Up, Canadian hair metal band. It just doesn't work. Early nineties be... Canadian hair metal is prime. These guys should have been bigger, man, and they no, really shouldn't nope, have been bigger. <laughs> nope. They all were too big. They all were bigger than they deserve to be. Yep. Hair I... metal needs to be Sunset Strip. Yes, some you know, some guy in Winnipeg singing about a dollar in his pocket just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Also, anything you can get in Winnipeg for a dollar in your pocket is going <laughs> to not be very good. <laughs> can I read you back ninety-two a news story from that uh, written in two thousand nineteen? It's going back to a song from nineteen ninety-two. Oh. I don't think you're ready for this. You got the lyric. Hard hitting. Oh, we could start with the lyric. They'll, you know enough of the lyrics. <laughs> okay, so, in 1992, British band XCT released a song called "Ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead." Right? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it was described by singer Andy Partridge. This is pre-Winnipeg band. So. It was cynical but realistic look at someone on earth who ticked off the powers of be. Do you want to hear the lyrics? This is written in First, by a British band? Yeah, it was. It was like kind of... You should watch the video for Peter Pumpkinhead. It's weird. But not by the Canadian of, band. No, that was a cover. They did that for Dumb and Dumber. Crash Test Dummies. That yeah. isn't a Crash Test Dummies original song. No. no, Trevor, didn't you hear when Brent sent it? Like a year ago? I just thought it was the and crash test. I was test. losing my... It's like, maddening was... because like the crash test dummies <laughs> guy has a unique voice. It's low and stuff. And it's like, let's begin. You know, before the harmonica yeah. kicks in. Wah, mm. wah, 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 wah. And yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this and so is kind of uh, done so like... Brent... Yeah. It's like what? It's like a 80s U2 looking guy. It looks like a mixture of 80s U2 and... Oasis. <laughs> okay, okay. Like early nineties, early nineties British music video. Exact same song. It has the let's begin, but it's sort of done by a political Christian like, <laughs> Really? Not Christian, but he had lots of ideas about church, so Well they're Irish, okay. right? XCT? I'm not sure. I think oh. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Okay, so let me just do the first verse, and then I'll get back to my to my op-ed piece from 2019. <laughs> Peter Pumpkinhead came to town, spreading wisdom and cash around, right? Yep. Fed the starving, housed the poor, showed the Vatican what gold's for. <laughs> but he made too many enemies yep. of the Whoa. people who would keep us on our knees. Ray for Peter Pumpkin, who will pray for Peter. Okay? Yep. So let me go back to this op-ed piece from Washington Times. So he's someone who came to Earth, who ticked off the powers to be by outing their secret of selfish, destructive, and wicked <gasps> deeds. Someone in is. 2019, very much <laughs> like President Donald Trump. Oh, you! No. <laughs> oh, no. Partridge may not like the comparison. He yeah, he it does it. Yeah. I'm certain. <laughs> In fact, he wrote the song about after imploding a rotten jack-o'-lantern on a post 
let his creative mind flow. Uh, yeah, it's, I've, let's see. So they say that Donald Trump is the real Peter Pumpkinhead here. Yeah, these words, because he made too many enemies, the people who keep us on our knees. Yeah, because he's trying to help us all. Yeah, Peter Pumpkinhead put to shame. Governments who would slur his name, plots and sex scandal failed outright. This could easily be Trump. Oh my God. It's Trump accusing the existence of the deep state, fighting off outrageous claims about battling Stormy Daniels and Michael Aventi of an audience. The Washington Times. Oh, not the Washington Post. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. So smut. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. It's Trump and his America first, making too many enemies of the highbrow establishment types. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Take away America's spirit, buoyed by those like Trump, like his supporters, fight for more than the individuals, for the persevering of rights over big government. Yeah. It's just the absolute worst take I've ever heard. But he has, oh my God. Yeah. Let me just, let me find some other words from the song. Clear out the lyric. Yeah. Like some other things right at the start of it. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's really no. fitting that it was in the movie. Dumb and dumber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my no, that just I saw this old pumpkin head video and my brain was just on fire because it's just so off putting. I, I thought it was always it on fire because the Crash Test Dummy's career has sort of been just covering other uh, songs, yeah. no for note, yeah. and not really adding yeah. a single thing to it. Mm-hmm. No, the dummies version first is like this is shockingly good. Like, the, the dummy's version is has, better, but it's got weird. Jeff it's the Daniel, same song. Yeah, you know, they brought up the guy from Dumb and Dumber for the day to film it. Oh, they okay. And he kind of makes a mistake, help gets blamed for a bunch of bad stuff, and it's kind of sad. It's a good little video. And then the other one's just really heartfelt, nitty gritty, nineties rock. Just a wild swing of emotions from something you think you know all your life. And then you see this. Yeah. It's like, what? Like, yeah. That's a classic song. The, the mm-hmm. Crash Test Dummies version. Boy, you're going to have to listen to it after. I want to hear it. Yeah. It's just, it's something. I've yeah. been teaching my kid the ways too. We we watched a, mo- a little movie the other day. Although <laughs> this is your era, where you guys were too old for it, uh, you know the uh, the exploits of one uh, Jim Varney's character, Ernest P. Worrell. Oh, Ernest! <laughs> Ernest! Yeah, I got all the Ernest movies on DVD. <laughs> and so we started off with Ernest Goes to Camp. Classic. Yeah, it's not the best. It's not the best. I'm a I'm a, the other. Yeah. I got them all like one like box set. Ernest saves Christmas. Mm-hmm. Scared stupid goes to jail and uh, goes to camp. I, I'm a goes to jail guy. I think. Yeah, Ernest goes stupid. to jail. Yeah, that probably good. that's the one that I remember. Are they Christmas racy at all? Best. Is there anything? No. In uh, well, 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 well. <laughs> in 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 um, 
and goes to camp, camp there. Yep. I'm, I'm on the IMDb because there's this really tough minor. And I'm like, is, was he a wrestler or something back in the day? He was an NFL player, it turns out. But then I click on the uh, the First Nations uh, chief who owned the camp and uh, would refuse to sell to the miners there. And oh, let me tell you back in the day, and this isn't even that old Hollywood, but you click on him and his name's like Ironize something. And he's not even First Nation. He's Italian. Oh, that Italian. was normal. That's very normal. Yeah. But he was such a poser. He married a uh, a First Nations woman and adopted First Nations children and stuff like that. Well, but the... he was a freaking Italian the entire well, time. Taking away jobs from real uh, indigenous actors. Yeah, that wasn't a thing then. <laughs> no. That guy would have been canceled so effing hard yeah. Oh, yeah, his life would be wrecked. <laughs> he would, no, no Ernest movies for you, Sir Iron Eyes. Now, Ernest mm. was a genius, right? Jim? Like an actual genius. Like, yeah, he's, he's he, classically trained. He was a Mensa, like, his IQ oh, is I like didn't know about that. off the charts. Oh, really? Yeah, the actor that plays Ernest is like a was an actual like savant, like incredibly intelligent to Perry, like uncomfortably intelligent from what I've heard and read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ernest, he, mad genius. He he made a lot of money with those local commercials. I think, like he pumped them out. Like they, like that's his genesis of his character was the local commercials like hey hey Vern uh you know like appearing at the window have you heard about all the deals there do you know uh Jim Goche Chevrolet yeah. kind of thing like that they got this and that or he'd advertise milk or coke or whatever like he and he would just do the same thing like with a different name and he'd film like like a hundred epi- hundred commercials a day like yep that pays man apparently he did a lot of like charitable stuff too like he uh he really milked it for what it was worth and was trying to do good stuff with it and doing stuff for kids too apparently apparently Ernest was a pretty solid dude oh yeah no I can see it kind of like Guy Fieri as much as I don't want to admit it (laughs) oh yeah in in the hotel uh yesterday we did have uh diners drive-ins and dives like what you know we just have it on tv and then, like, you'd go to the swimming pool for a while and uh, come back, and it'd still be on. <laughs> it was great because there's a restaurant in Flin Flod that uh, kind of was redoing itself last year. Yeah. And every time we'd go in, they'd have that show on, except I don't think they realized that they were a dive in the equation. <laughs> like, it was like, that's what I was thinking. Like, they don't have, I've never seen a drive in on that show. Yep. And they're not really too divey these days either. Now little sister, she wants me now.